Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis to round out the crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. A lot of stuff in the news this week to cover in the aviation world, uh, one being how pilots have jumped on board this whole, uh, I don't know, stock trading fiasco that's happened this week. You know, you heard about Robin Hood and... And the Reddit gang, or I don't know. Well, I wouldn't call it a fiasco. I would, I would call it a wild success, unless, of course, you happen to be the owner of one of those hedge funds in New York City. Well, okay, uh, you know, I, I guess you you see where Dennis falls on that. He's one of those uh, Reddit computer <laughs> nerds, and what uh, might You're have scored. Me? Uh, some bucks. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I know he hangs. I did. I, I, no. I only heard about it after the fact. I wish that I would have known about it beforehand, though. Well, I would have bought a lot of GameStop yeah. and AMC theaters. Right. But, uh, but, but when there are some pilots or aviation enthusiasts that have been, uh, involved in this, obviously. One made the news, at least online. You didn't see this as much on the mainstream media. But you definitely saw it online, and uh, it was a tail dragger, or well, I mean, a flag dragger, or what do you call them again? Banner it, tower. Banner tower. Banner towing. Yeah. Airplane. Okay. Yeah. A banner towing airplane, and he flew over the Robin Hood headquarters, and it said what exactly? And and make keep well, it politically correct, there, Dennis. We will. It said, "Suck my nuts." Okay, I'm sure yeah, he referred to the walnuts that are grown in the Central oh, Valley near San Francisco. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it, there may have been other connotations that uh, he may have been upset that uh, Red Ro- or Robin Hood uh, suspended trading on some of those high volatile stocks. And, okay. All you right. know, basically, yeah, cut off the little guy, but let the hedge funds continue to trade like normal. So. Got it. So whoever did it, it was either the pilot or, you know, they hired a pilot to get this message across. And uh, I think it was, uh, well, it was read loud and clear. And uh, you got to give him credit. Let's hope that he was using some of the proceeds from those stock transactions and put it to good use by investing back into the aviation community in the form of uh, charter fees to pull banners. Okay. We'll we'll, uh, hope for that much, I guess. So, you know... You can use a plane to get your point across, or you can just jump in and try to take advantage of it. We actually have a stock tip for you this week, uh, and I, I don't know how unique is this particular thing, Dennis. Well, uh, if you've seen uh, some of the FBOs, you'll you'll usually see the airplane with the little the blue airplanes with the up logo on the tail. Well, they're right. one of the larger uh, private charter operations. Uh, it's called Wheels Up. Mm-hmm. And they have just announced that they are going public and they are going to be oh. the first privately owned aircraft uh, charter company to go public on the New York Stock Exchange. All right. So this is a, a pretty big deal. Apparently, they've got uh, a blank check uh, company that was created specifically for the purpose of this acquisition. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of big money being put into this. Which makes me think that this is probably a good thing for the charter business. The fact that they're recognizing the potential and, uh, you know, this suddenly gives them access to, 
you know, several hundred million dollars of potential working capital to expand their business and business model, okay. which just means more options for you and I to fly privately. Well, I, possibly, you know, just for the record, none of us own any of that stock and none of these suggestions are an excuse to go buy it and lose your ass. There, we did, we did our uh, disclaimer, so we're covered. But, you know, you want to get involved in a maybe a unique way or, hey, Reddit guys, you're listening? <laughs> Here's one for Pump you. Pump up that stock. No. I mean, <laughs> I I didn't say that out loud, did I? No, yes, it, did. they'll they'll find it if they need to, I guess. But well, uh, it's it's not yeah. a, exactly a secret. It's been you know pretty well publicized in all the aviation magazines, and I just yeah. think it's encouraging to see that you know private aviation is getting some of the recognition that a lot of these uh, hedge funds and whatnot have been investing into. Uh, you know, pipe dream type of uh, vertical transportation, EV tall and stuff, and this is. A standard regular charter using, you know, jets, turboprops, et cetera, something that's accessible and available now. Okay. And, uh, Ed, I assume you concur. Uh, that's a good thing for the industry in general, or what do you think? Yeah. Well, I've been watching Wheels Up for a number of years. It is a very young company and it has grown phenomenally. I've had a couple of friends work for them, they've loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, we see, we see more and more of their airplanes. Uh, at the airport uh, in and out. And they started uh, off with King Airs and they bought into a bunch of citations. And uh, and so this sounds like with this deal, um, it's going to expand globally instead of just here nationally um, and uh, and get some access to foreign markets as well. And it is. It, it, the, the corporate jet business is booming because... The people who have the funds that they want to, they want to st- still go to their their house in Florida. Mm-hmm. They're going to fly, uh, and they're not going to go on an airline. There you uh, go. They're going to they're and and we're seeing more and more people turn to to private aviation, um, and uh, and so it is booming, and, and and it can show by by what Wheels Up is doing. Okay. Um, so it is it is uh, not surprising that this is happening right now. All right. Well, there you go. Now, you know, and you can plan accordingly, or like I said, reach out to the Reddit guys and see if you can work it to your advantage somehow. I don't even know how that crap works. Uh, <laughs> it's why I don't play. It's uh, legalized gambling as far as I'm concerned, but regardless, now, you know, and you're a little bit more informed for it. All right. From there, we go to an interesting story where, where I kind of wonder, they put out this press release and came up with this update on a device that, unfortunately, aviators have to use quite a bit because they just have too much time on their hands right now with the COVID shutdowns and things. But, uh, it, it, you know, the barf bag, <laughs> that is a, a staple in the industry. You know, commercial airlines, private airlines, has, uh, I don't know, it, it's gotten like an extreme makeover or something or what, Dennis? What's the deal? Well, if you've ever been on an airliner or in the you know seat pocket of your local GA airplane, the, the uh, barf bag really hasn't changed in thirty years. It's you know a paper lunch bag or a small little uh, little trash bag with this twist tie. Yeah. And somebody finally decided to go through a little bit of extra effort and make it a little bit more user friendly. Let's just say, um, Sporty's Pilot Shop has introduced a, a revolutionary, if we can use that term. Uh, barf bag that is now, I mean, it's, it's actually th- well thought out. It's got a pleated bottom, you know, like the big Ziploc bag. So it can actually sit flat on the floor instead of tumbling and spilling. Okay. It has a zip closer 
instead of a twist tie that's going to leak and spill. Hmm. And they made it out of an opaque material, so you can't see the contents in the event that somebody has to use the bag. Okay. And, now, y'all know that I view this as not a spectator sport. Do they yeah. come in pairs? Um, I think you come, I think they come in a pack of six. <laughs> okay, good. I'm covered. Yeah, well, because, yeah, it usually causes some kind of chain reaction, so you definitely don't want to sell them as single <laughs> bags no i, I well, stand corrected it's a 10 pack so you can oh, really okay. have a party here and wow. you know okay. 10 pack for six dollars and fifty cents hmm. party $6. on yeah. okay so okay a box of 28 ziploc gallon bags from Publix. Right. how much does that cost mm, not that much but you can see the contents pretty clearly through those and god knows i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think that's see, the no appeal problem. here i have no yeah. I'm seeing it's smelling. Yeah. That's yeah but you don't want to hand that bag to the so line smelling. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely exactly. don't. You, you don't want him to realize. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You don't want him to realize what exactly is in the container. So, you know, this would solve that issue too, but I don't know. I don't know. You know it's, and it's just like anything else that would be typically in a bathroom, but they actually made it, you know, dual purpose on the back of it. It's actually got milestones in aviation. So you have something for your passengers to read in flight while they're using the product. No, it's wait a it's minute, kind wait of minute. brilliant. Yeah. Dual purpose uh, to read or for different types of uh, body. Well, you know, it depends what fluids. you're doing in the back of the plane. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, the, uh, the head's broken, but we got these cool new bar bags that are multi-purposed in emergencies. Feel free to use them More coming up. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Uh, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis. Uh, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right. Uh, we love these stories. They pop up periodically. You know, it spawned a movie back in the day, Snakes on a Plane. But uh, it has a tendency to, uh, you know, uh, divert in, into the real world. And we had a story this week of just that. And this was where? Down under? Is that right, Dennis? In Australia, of yeah. course, where okay. everything is trying to kill you. Okay. That's what they say, right? And so there's a snake on the plane, and uh, instead of deal with it, like uh, Samuel Jackson did in the movies, this guy decided just to bail. Is that right? Well, it was actually, you know, the worst possible combination. Uh, He was conducting a takeoff, you know, high-speed taxi, heading down the runway, and looks down, and by his throttle hand, he could see an Australian brown snake taking a bead at his hand. And he had just mere moments, what do I do? Chop the throttle and grab it by the neck? Uh, You know, what do you do? Mm. Well, that's what they would have done in the movie. Uh, but Yeah. (laughs) But in this case, uh, this isn't uh, life imitating art. Uh, (laughs) His choice was basically jump out. He yeah. literally opened the canopy and was out of the aircraft in a split second. And, and the worst wow. part, it was almost at takeoff speed. And, you know, you don't have a lot of time to think, but it was better to get out of that airplane and ball it up and hopefully kill the snake with a crushed airplane than to mm. deal with the aftermath. Because apparently one bite and you're done with the round snake. Yeah. Well, what threshold uh, do you think it needs to be for you to bail on your aircraft like that? <laughs> I mean, what what kind of plane was it? Do we know? It was a Yak, so it was a, a Soviet a era uh, Soviet era warplane. Warplane. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. Piston powered warbird. So that's like a classic uh, thing. You don't want to trash one of those things, do you? No. Well, well, you don't want to trash any airplane if it's yours. Let's yeah. be honest. But given the but choice, would understand that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he catches anybody else's airplanes, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, though. I, I mean, I, that would be a tough split, you know, second decision you'd have to make. That's definitely not on any checklist when you have an emergency. Uh, oh, I just jump out. I've, n- I've never seen that on a checklist. Uh, am I mistaken there, Ed? Uh, so, nope, okay. How would, the, F- how would the, the FAA well, uh, look at it, uh, an incident like that, you think? You're an FAA examiner. <laughs> Explain. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm an FAA designated pilot examiner. I don't work for the FAA. I don't know how the FAA thinks ah. any more than you do. Oh, well. But, yeah. But yeah. I would imagine they would, they would talk about it for years to come and have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> they talk about it and never do anything. Or pass well, no, just, I mean, that, that they wouldn't have any idea of how to deal with this. Yeah. That they, they, they'd walk away from saying, I'm glad you're alive. Sorry for your airplane. You know, as long yeah. as it didn't hurt anybody else. Well, of course. Yeah. Right. But did it hurt the Insurance snake? company? Insurance company might be a different story, but. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. It'd depend on the snake, maybe. 
they did they did not say whether the not or not the snake survived the uh, the accident. I don't think anybody was going to go there to find out. Well, uh, Peta probably would want to come down and nah, find out if he was harmed. It was Australia. They don't care in Australia. Uh, you know, uh, but, but you know that that is a nutty kind of thing. But I would imagine though it would be frowned upon as a an Ooh. escape plan. I mean that wouldn't be one of the things that they. I mean obviously. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but if that happened, just bring it a little closer to home. If that happened locally at one of the airports at a busy, you know, like Orlando executive or something, uh, wouldn't the FAA go crazy if someone just bailed out of their plane and let it crash into the field in front of the. Yeah. Thing? There'd be, there'd be investigations and, you know, it would shut the runway down. And, yeah. Hey, why, you know, why'd you do that? Oh, a giant roach. Fell on my hand and freaked me out. I have arachnophobia. I thought it was a spider. <laughs> it was one of those big Palmetto, Florida roach things. It was as big as your hand. Note. Freaked me out. It was a venomous snake. I, well, That's no. what you need to tell them. Doesn't matter if it was a little itsy bitsy spider, Greg. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, you haven't been in Florida long enough to, to get yourself familiar with some of our spiders and cockroaches, my friend. You are a relatively new Floridian. Your day will come. What bug killers for? <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm just saying that excuse of jumping out of your airplane, whether you freaked out, whether it's a snake or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I just wonder what the protocol is with something like that before they go, oh, sorry, you're not flying anymore. I mean, aren't they going to automatically put you on or ground you in something like that, Ed, you think? Or am I overreacting just a tad? No. no. They won't or they will? No, they won't. They won't ground you. Okay. All right. I'm he made going. a decision based just, on the information at hand, and it was an emergency. Yeah, and he had the luxury of a canopy that would slide back, so he was able to jump straight up and out. Right. Um, it'd be a little harder in the Mooney for me to get out over you and out the side door if I saw a snake on my well throttle hand. Once or again, like that. That, my point is now you have an excuse if something, God forbid, goes wrong. And like, hey, why did you jump out of your aircraft? Well, it was a snake. It was a gator. It was something else. It was a spider. I mean, you know, where where is the snake? Where is it? I don't, I'm sure he flew away. He must have got away. He got away after the thing crashed. You know, and I'm just saying, uh, I'm looking for excuses here. Uh, just, to, just to file away. You're always according. looking for excuses, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just me. But, uh, you know. It's just what I, how I think sometimes. But God bless those Aussies. They know how to to make the news. <laughs> well, the good news is now he's in the market for a new airplane. So maybe we can turn him on to something a little bit more uh, enjoyable or safer, maybe. Well, they're just more sealed up so snakes can't get in there. Yeah. How about something yeah. that you can, you know, close the door on and drive down the road? Right. You know, like the Terrafugia mm -hmm. transition. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the news today, but uh, Terrafugia finally got their special light uh, aircraft airworthiness certificate for that transition, the the rotable car. Right. Uh, you know, the airplane with the wings that fold that you can drive down the street that actually looks more like a real car. Well, looks like a flying car. It's there. They're coming. And it's it, it's here. Yeah. It's flying. They have the airworthiness certificate now to fly it as a light sport aircraft, uh, which means you can take off and land from, you know, any airport and runway. They do not have yet the road legal um, National Highway Transportation Safety Authorization, though, to drive it on the road yet. 
but they're expecting to have that by 2022. So, hey, it's an airplane today, and maybe you can drive it from the airport to your house uh, in another year. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I was just at Disney last weekend here in Orlando, and I saw the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and they have one of the X-Wing fighters, and it's folded up on display and i was like hey it's the terrafugia thing that thing's gonna drive right around here i mean it looks just like that when it's folded it looks like a folded up x-wing is that you hear what i'm saying yeah pretty yeah. close yeah i know what they look like it's the future you go to disney and star wars to see it there you go more coming up just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You can't fly. No, but until I can, I have to set up for piloting a plane. Let's do it. Come on, Bernie. You can't ground this eagle. It needs to soar. You know I can do this. We've come this far. Don't you be scared now. Cause you can This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Ed and Dennis rounding up the crew. All right, so, um, you know, there, there's some pretty cool announcements that were made this week uh, that we can look forward to as things slowly but surely open uh, open up. But before we get to that uh, from our friends at AOPA, we got to talk about Cirrus and give them a little shout out. What's up with them, Dennis? Well, Cirrus, as you know, is uh, one of the uh, bright spots in general aviation as far as uh, aircraft deliveries. Uh, they have been steadily pushing out airplanes and you know making quite a show of them by adding new technology. Well, it, it's hard to believe. I mean, I've been around Cirrus since uh, literally day one. I, I knew people that were working there before they even you know put their first airplane into production, and to see the, them now delivering their eight thousandth SR series aircraft. You know, it, we're only talking since 2000. That's, that's, a, that's pretty a pretty good, good run. track record. There's 8,000 yeah. of those airplanes out there. And that's just the SR series. That's not counting, you know, the jets and things that they've been doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a custom uh, version of the Cirrus SR-22 that can be purchased now with a custom paint scheme and everything to commemorate that 8,000th delivery. And looking at this thing, it's an impressive uh, bundle of equipment and paint scheme. I mean, it looks like it needs a second alternator just to keep the... Uh, 
the paint lit up. It's so bright. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's quite. Well, a, how many quite a nice are they? Uh, how many are they going to make of those? These uh, a total editions. of eight of those are going to become available with the they call it the Volt paint scheme. Yeah, and uh, we're going to have to get somebody from Cirrus on to talk more about these uh, in in a future episode. I would imagine it's very have... nicely a, a appointed airplane. I right. mean, if you, if you're if you have the funds, I highly recommend it. Well, but, they've already uh, been allocated, surely, haven't they? They've had a backlog on these things for years. If they're only making eight of them, I would imagine these things have already been sold. Probably, yeah. Do you but know anything about sell. it, Ed? Have you heard anybody, any of your buddies, any of your bigwig friends, purchase one of those things? Well, you know, actually, actually, you know who we need to get on to talk about this is Patrick Sniffen. Okay, he's in he's in their he's in their um, uh, their uh, uh, marketing department. He does their uh, all their Facebook and Instagram stuff. All right, remember him? You two are going to have a competition, and I think he might actually beat you to getting your pilot. His no, pilot's like a, uh, that's not. That's really that not does. much of a contest at all. It was, a, it, well, was an expedi- it, it was an exhibition, not a competition, anyway, just well, for the record. Well, you have to understand, Dennis, that, you know, Keith weren't sure who was going to win. So that just kind of, that Patrick's been at it a long time. Right. So, well, you we know, maybe there might actually be a competition. The, the problem is, is I don't have a, a plane to learn in right now. So if they'll give me one of these new 8,000th uh, commemorative Cirrus 22s. Uh, to to do just that, Learn and it. yeah, we can make this happen. Okay. We can make it work. I think there's a somehow a deal though, Greg, to be made. I think that that wouldn't be I, the best I, choice I, for you I, as a trainer. I can reach out to him, see if he'll come on the show and tell you no. <laughs> no, that's not uh, what we want. That's not the right attitude, Ed. You go in thinking positive. I'm just be realistic. Tell him Greg has a proposal he would like to uh, present, and uh, but don't don't uh, you know. Try to set him up for a yes. Come on. Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? You'd hey, be able to fly it too. Come hey, on. We can give him an example of an airplane with the Just Plane Radio logo on the tail and how That's awesome right. it looks. See? You know, so and, and the logo would look great on one of those new commemorative uh, eight thousandth CRS, uh, you know, paint schemes. I think it would it, it would fit perfectly and look, you know, just uh, it just. Uh, perfect match. We'll class sure. up the ramp at any general aviation. We class up our show for sure. <laughs> I don't know well, if it worked. It wouldn't work the other way so much. But regardless, you know, hats off to them, and uh, that is a uh, a pretty good milestone for them to reach. And uh, you know, they they keep churning them out, and people like them. That's uh, you can't ask for much more than that. And well, and they're building somewhere, I think they, they've capped their production at somewhere around 350 airframes a year is what they, they have found is working as a sustainable volume. So yeah. the fact that they can sell all those out, I mean, you're looking at delivery positions into the end of the year if you wanted a 2021 aircraft at all. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, those commemorative ones, those will be worth a little bit more money because they'll be kind of collector's items if they're only going to do eight of them, right? That'll, yeah, that'll add some value to that particular uh, aircraft. There's no doubt about it. All right, so AOPA has announced uh, a couple new showcases. One from uh, in uh, Manassas, Virginia, right? And that mm-hmm. one's in uh, October it's or August twenty no? seventh. August, okay, and uh, Friday, I believe. And then a second one for a month, about a month later, in Texas, in Fort Worth. Yep. August or sorry, October first in Fort Worth. Okay, so uh, they, they're calling them AOPA 
showcases, but aren't these the same type of thing as a fly-in? That's just the uh, wording that they're using or something, maybe? I'm not sure exactly what the plan is, but they call them AOPA showcases, but it's a one-day event, and I assume you could fly in the day before, hang out all day, take advantage of all the cool stuff they have on display, mix and mingle with your aviation enthusiast friends. You know, and all that. You know, Tom Haynes will be there, Mark Baker, the whole crew. And it'll yeah. be good. But but they're thinking, I think, by then, uh, that things will have opened up enough where we can get together and start doing this stuff like the good old days. You think, Dennis? I'm hoping so, because uh, I'm seriously in withdrawal from air shows. You know, just being able to go look at the latest and greatest gadgets and talk to people and ask questions. Right. Yeah, Zoom has been helpful. Um, I, I have to say I've done a lot more uh, training uh, through free seminars and whatnot than we ever saw available. But still, just getting out and being able to to see the latest gadgets and talk to the people that are building them, uh, I, I miss that. Yes, so true. You know, we've been, uh, you know, losing out on a lot of levels. Uh, you know, that Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise, you know, we've been talking about this thing for the last three years, and that was supposed to be out already. Of course, it's what do been you mean? I've been back. talking about it since 1986, well, wanting a sequel, right? <laughs> but uh, but that movie has been pushed back a number of times. Now the new release date is not even till what July or something? July second. Yeah. yeah so, is, yes, it's on my calendar. Pushback. A year plus pushback. Is that right, Ed? Because I know you are a yeah. huge fan, right? You were watching that. And so you've had to wait, and uh, we got to wait a little bit more. But uh, but when it comes out, you know, I hopefully it'll still be you know a, a huge huge success, and maybe even yeah. a shot in the arm for the aviation industry. You think? Yeah. But there was another film that caught your eye, I believe. Is that right, Ed? Or something? Yeah, you heard about? I've seen it on uh, Warbird Digest um, Facebook. Yeah. page. Okay. I'm familiar with the story. The the story is uh, is based on the book devotion and it's about uh, jesse leroy brown which was he was the first african-american naval aviator and uh he was uh, a korean war pilot uh fighter pilot in uh, the corsair hmm. um and of course corsair my favorite airplane right. um and you know so i I've, I've i've heard of this story already uh he he uh was uh befriended by his wingman and and you know it, it's a, a, a very modern story that was actually happening uh, in in the fifties, where he was accepted by the union, he became a member of the squadron, and they treated him no differently. So that's that's you know the the underlying part of the story. But um, he he was shot down over Korea over uh, a, a frozen reservoir in the middle of winter, and uh, survived the crash, um, but could not get out of his airplane, and so his wingman uh, crashed his own airplane and tried to save him. And uh, got him out of the airplane, but he, he unfortunately did not live. But uh, so they just literally started filming this in uh, in in Washington State this last week. They've uh, they've got a number of like eleven vintage aircraft that are being used to filming, including uh, as you can see at least three Corsairs. Uh, oh, hey, well, right there, there alone is going to get uh, Ed's attention. Uh, like I said, it's a huge. Fan. All right, that sounds awesome. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
take off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Talk about soaring like a bird. What? Because we're as high as a bird, we're going twice as fast. Do me a favor, take the controls for a second, will you? <laughs> 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 This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that is me along with Captain Dennis. We just lost uh, Ed. Uh, I think he saw a snake in the plane and decided to jump. I don't know what happened to this aircraft, but we lost him in the process. So it is what it is. And we will uh, continue with just Dennis and I to finish up today's virtual cruise through the latest aviation news and information. Uh, You're okay with that, right, Dennis? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, we didn't need them. (laughs) Well, we do. And I think, honestly, I think it was a palmetto bug that freaked him out. It wasn't a snake. It's one of them giant Florida cockroaches that we have. Your day is coming. You haven't been, you know, he's, he just moved to Florida. He hasn't had a season of our giant cockroaches, but that is one of the downsides uh, to living in Florida. And when you see them, oh, it's, it's a real eye opener. They are huge. Anyway, they can't be as big as the ones that I saw in Texas when I was in the Air Force. Uh, I don't know. The These kitchen. are pretty big. These are pretty really big bugs. Big your hand. Yeah. They they are yeah. they 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 do that and you're in prime uh, cucaracha territory down there in Fort Myers so just be prepared this summer. All right, uh, look, we got some other uh, news to navigate through. One involves Hawaii, and who doesn't want to go there? Uh, I don't. I think everybody. I'd love to fly there in a private aircraft between the islands would be awesome. But you it better is. be I've ready because they had a little incident uh, the last couple of weeks and. Some lady got uh, in big trouble, and uh, we don't really know why she did this, but what happened exactly, Dennis? Well, it was actually back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, an FAA employee um, maliciously cut communication lines between the air traffic controllers and the pilots on two separate occasions. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know what her motivation was. I'm, I'm assuming she was probably not happy with management of some sort or, or something along the line, but, uh, yeah, they, they basically, came, uh, you know, prosecuted her and what they've agreed to was a $5,000 fine and two years of probation, but probably more painful for her was the fact that she had to resign her job with the FAA and forfeit her retirement benefits, which mm. were worth more than a half a million dollars. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's a government position. Surely they're pretty decent. But what what did she do? Did she actually cut some kind of power lines or just, you know, do one of those kind of symptoms deal? I'll show them and just goes over and unplugs the computer. It could have been <laughs> any one of those things. The, the, the yeah. article didn't go into a whole lot of detail. And maybe because of, uh, the, you know, the prosecution and whatnot, they're probably limited to what they can disclose. But yeah. they, uh, you know, it, it did affect communications between about 10 different planes and two different incidents back on January 4th of 2019. So this is one of the reasons why in our training, we do train, especially in the instrument realm, what to do if you lose communication. Because, hey, it may not be your radio that failed. It might be ATC. Yeah. 
So you, you definitely got to know your plan B. <laughs> and that's why you learn that whole non-towered airport stuff. Uh, and more importantly, what to do, you know, clearance limits, how, you know, what, to what altitude, what, uh, where can you proceed to, how far were you cleared to if you're flying on instruments? For right, right. And we didn't hear about any problems as far as accidents or anything from that uh, incident. So that's good. So when it happened, I guess, you know, the pilots in the area responded accordingly and did what they had to do. But yeah. Fall kinda, back on their training. Spark. Yep, exactly. Once again, you always have your plan B. It's it's right there. That's that's on one of the checklists, isn't it? If you lose communication, there's a checklist you go to, I believe. Well, in the bigger planes, I'm sure there is. But yeah. uh, for for those of us uh, that don't have that luxury, uh, it's it just goes back to the training. It's the things that we're uh, when we do our instrument check rides. Uh, it, some of the things you discussed during the oral is how do you handle the you know the Nordo procedures? If you lose your radio or lose two way communication, you squawk seventy six hundred. You look back, you know, what were you cleared for, what altitude, what heading, what's your expect for the clearance time, and mm-hmm. you fly accordingly and predictably. There you go. All right. Well, that'll work. Uh, we got an aviation playlist we're going to share with you in just a bit. But before we do, we have one more story to share. What is it, Dennis? So a company called Tamarack Air uh, has been in the uh, news on and off for, for many years. They've, they've created a new winglet for the Cessna Citations. And you know, that a winglet seems like a pretty innocent little thing, just a nice little curved decorative feature on the wingtip. Right. But they've taken this a step farther and actually have it computer controlled where it's modifying its shape and angles and all sorts of things like that to tweak the performance on the airplane. And what they decided to do is do a fly off with a unmodified citation and a citation with the winglets. And they took off out of Portland, Maine for a flight to West Palm Beach. And what they, the unmodified airplane had to land short in South Carolina, refuel and continue on where the unmodified airplane was able to fly nonstop in roughly five, uh, four hours and 36 minutes. Wow. So I mean, how much uh, percentage of efficiency do they expect this to be as an upgrade? Or well, what are they saying? I, I don't now? know if they really say from an efficiency, but think about the a fact that you don't have to now suddenly cut a, you know, north to south trip short just to make a fuel stop and add extra time. So, you know, in five hours and 37 minutes is, is what it took them with a fuel stop and having to climb back up to altitude again versus four and a half hours. So right there, over an hour of flight time was saved just by not having to make that fuel stop. Right. Well, uh, so I that, guess it depends on the conditions because the wing li- lips are, are <laughs> wing tips are uh, adjusting accordingly to wind and, uh, well, I mean, what? Wind, altitude, everything. Wind, load, turbulence, because they can actually unload the wing and make it produce less lift, you know, if if the conditions are such that it needs to. And and it's really kind of uh, constantly flying it's it's like a super autopilot that's that's tuning the wing to be in its most efficient point at all times. Hmm. It's like a rebreather and diving. Kind uh, we're, of. We're divers. Yeah. And, it's it's uh, always tweaking and tuning and making adjustments and micromanaging to to squeeze every bit of efficiency out of it. Yeah, because like uh, as a diver, a rebreather sits there and it changes the oxygen level you need to, depending on how deep you go. So it, it makes it super efficient so you can go much farther underwater. So same uh, same philosophy. I like it. Uh, and, you know, and here I thought those things were just for 
you know, cool factor, the little winglets on the end of those uh, wings. Now, now they actually have a function. Well, they even look- the passive ones, like you see on all of the airliners, like the scimitars and things like that, right? Uh, they actually do benefit greatly, but both with payload capability and also with fuel efficiency on the airplanes. And so, those are probably coming uh, to those next, I guess, if they're working so well on the I, citations. I believe that is uh, in their roadmap. Is it is that in they're the going to start incorporating them into uh, larger aircraft as as business dictates. There you go. All right, so I don't know who came up with this. Uh, or curated this uh, new playlist that's out, but there's a, evidently a top 100 flying songs now available on Pandora. And uh, AOPA might have had something to do, the, do with this by doing a survey or something. They put out a press release about this, but evidently there's like over four and a half hours of songs that have some reference to aviation, airplanes, flying, that kind of thing. That's available on Pandora. And obviously we feature a lot of that stuff here on Just Plane Radio every week and uh, and give you little snippets and maybe some ideas and more unique ones that you may not have heard. But now you know there's a ton of them out there. And I might have to go listen to pick up a few more for the show, you think? But that, that's kind of cool. That's why I sent this list over to you. I figured you would appreciate it because number eight on the list is Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters, yes. which you'll recognize as our opening That uh, is track. one of the many songs, you know, whether it's uh, the Foo Fighters, Elton John, Tom Petty. Yeah, you know, there's so Even many. Even David Bowie's Space Oddity made the list. There you I go. I am kind of surprised that they didn't have uh, Dev's uh, Like a G6 in there, though. Come on. It's probably on there, actually. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.